3: Adjacent.
2: You're listening to the Sports Adjacent.
4: Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent.
2: With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network.
3: We're doing everything I dreamed of as an
1: adjacent. Um, so, Tony, I don't do you think mean? you
0: can do it. You can't do the show with the Sheets and Giggles blindfold on, and you especially can't do it with the blindfold over your mouth.
2: Oh, what up? That? That's not how you've been using that, is it? It's rock it. rocket. It's I rep. All day, baby. <laughs> no, know right. we
3: bumming. No, no, I do not. Going back to you. that. Feel
0: what me? did you? What did you add last time? You added some. You added a new twist on it last time.
3: Hey, you know, to stem? <laughs> you do <know>, stem? <stemming? laughs> That's. You understand me for those out there. That- <laughs> I, no, I didn't. I thought Tony he said.
0: Up. I thought he said. Are you going to stop me? I, I didn't.
3: <laughs> see, I didn't know what he see, said. I got to be the Tony translator. Thank now. you. Because yeah, people, because <laughs> I couldn't figure that out. I guess I thought he was saying, "Who are you going to stop me?" No, it does kind of sound like, "Are you going to stop me?" <laughs> but right. do you understand me? Is what he was going for. Well,
0: then the answer, the uh, the literal answer to that question would be no.
3: There's,
2: there's a third. There's a third level to that.
0: Oh, okay. What's your next one?
2: No, no, we got, we got, we got to stick to, to you understand me first. <laughs> we we got to stick to that first. We'll get progressively deeper into the culture as we go along.
1: You diverse. know what happened,
0: Russ? Was I when he first broke this out? Uh, I, I pitched him a segment where he could give us one of his crazy takes, which would be the easiest thing in the world for him to come yeah. up with. No, and uh, then he just says, "You feel me till, till we are like forced to just relent and agree." For the sake of moving on. And uh, he was very pleased about this idea. He liked this idea, except that the week that we were discussing it was the week Dion Miller was coming on. And that's the most nervous Tony has ever been in his entire life. Thoughts?
3: I feel him like on that one. I'm glad he was scared out of that idea. Yeah. There's like, there's an adult here. I better be good. Embarrassing us in front of company, that company being the great <laughs> Dion Miller, I would. I'm glad you avoided. We have to get her back, man, because I honestly, I don't I thought she was good.
0: So that is my number one uh, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, governor on any of this is whether we think somebody is really good as a guest. I don't know if we've had one that wasn't everyone that we've had on that's been a a guest co-host has been a great fit. And they should be because that's why we're picking them. But I don't think I've ever gotten more feedback from people I know. I didn't hear it from random people, although I'm sure there was that, too, on Twitter or whatever. Um, But people I know, it's the most feedback I've ever gotten about a co-host. My mom was, like, yelling at me when it came up. She's like, I love Dion Miller. (laughs)
3: Like, everybody. Even more than her, I love Cam Ellis. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I didn't ask that's <laughs>
3: it's, it's true because i know she's a big fan yeah. of cam
0: yeah she wishes that uh dion was her friend and cam was her son i think yeah
3: i, I get both of those things <laughs> no dion was amazing uh i also got a lot of feedback on dion from the from people uh she's fun like and that's how dion is like she wasn't putting on a performance for this podcast like yeah
0: i I thought that might have been the biggest risk we've taken with a guest co-host just because as as great as dion's personality is and as great as she can kind of fit anywhere i think uh it's definitely like she's like the epitome of class and being polished and all these things that our show doesn't
3: even try to be There he We've is taken bigger, we're big bigger right risks. There. We have taken big, bigger risks.
0: Uh, let's take one today. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host Russ Dorsey. Tony Gill producing for us with a Sheets and Giggles blindfold down around his chin. Now he's wearing it like a mask over his nose and mouth.
3: Tony, you, are you snuggling see. yourself?
0: This what is the Yeah, you platform. always do these hand motions. Yeah, we tried to tell you this.
2: You know what it is on Stummy? <laughs> that is Sheets she Giggles all day.
0: Take the blindfold off of your mouth, Tony. We're very proud to be sponsored by Sheets and Giggles. Happy to have them as a sponsor. And you know, they, Russ, they've made this like they keep making this easier. They shortened the promo code. Now they're getting rid of the promo code. You don't even need it. This is the easiest so thing. Guys. Just click on the link. Just go to sheets, giggles.com slash S a. That's it done. Easy. We tweet it out all the time. It's in the episode description. Like this will be the easiest thing for you. You can go on there and get 23% off anything. And you definitely want this stuff, man. They have eucalyptus sheets, flannel sheets that are like a hybrid of eucalyptus and cotton comforters, duvets, duvet covers. They made a blanket. I don't know if you saw this on their website, Russ, but they made like a eucalyptus throw blanket that they can't keep in stock. Yeah. I'm not even gonna tell you to go try to buy it because they're all sold out. You can't, it's gone. Get, you, yeah. can't you, it. T- you can't have you it. You can... Nope,
2: too late. By the time you listen to this, nope too late. Gone. You click this tomorrow. Click this link tomorrow. Nope, too late.
0: There's a thing you can click on there to get notified when they have them back in stock, but you like it's that nope, good. Too that late. It. Okay, come. <laughs> <okay. laughs>
3: He's right though. That's the point. They have everything He's else. Right.
0: Everything else there very well stocked and you can load up, you can deck out your bed. Russ, you just moved into a brand new place. Yeah, And you're getting all the nice stuff, everything you can, like just completely decking this place out. And your bed sheets are Sheets and Giggles.
3: Sheets and Giggles. Uh, I'm telling you, got the the brand new mattress in. You guys from the furniture company brought the bed frame in. I, I, when I tell you I knocked out that first night in this place with the new Sheets and Giggles bed sheets, it was 10 hours of solid KO.
0: Yeah. If we were faking this, I mean, it's you and me. Like, we're not professional actors. And then no. our third, our third guy here is Tony. Like, if we were faking this, you'd be able to tell. All of you would be able to tell so easily. For sure. I'm begging you. I'm trying to get you to like try this for your own sake. Like, go on. You can. I looked. I was like, what's the what's the least somebody can do to like test this out? You can go on there and just buy a pack of pillowcases. So if you think we're like you know full of it and we're just putting this on because they're a sponsor, like go on there and just just buy pillowcases. Just buy pillowcases and sleep on those, and then tell me what you think.
3: Because he, here's the thing: you get the sheets, then you wash them right. Before, don't use them yet. Throw them right in the wash. Right?
0: That's what you do with anything you buy. Tony, do you know this? If you buy clothes, sheets for your bed, anything, you wash it first. You know that, right?
3: All right. So he didn't He's know. Just it. staring so at us. Why, Tony? Okay. Tony's a child. We need to go back to wash that the sheets. Class. They're already soft. They get yeah. softer. After the wash and dry, wash them cold water, no delicate setting. You dry them tumble low. Yes, and they come out or out. hang dry them either way or hang dry them. Chef's yeah. kiss.
0: Go on there and just get a pack of pillowcases and sleep on that if you and just see where you're at after that. You're gonna want. <laughs>
1: I almost joking pillowcases.
3: That's a Tony thing. Like Tony would take your advice and oh, I'll just buy some pillowcases and sleep I'm on them. Sleep on them. Bare <laughs> mattress with six <laughs> pillowcases. <laughs> I didn't mean sleep on them like
0: that, but uh, if you want to try that, go ahead. And and when you do, go on to Sheetsgiggles.com and you, slash SA. That's it. That's all you have to I was about selling the promo code again. You don't even need it. Just Sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. It will automatically apply the twenty-three percent
3: off to your cart. We also have a new sponsor, Russ. We do. We are happy to welcome Connect Roasters to the yeah. Sports Adjacent
1: family.
3: Thank you, Tony. Been a fan of Connect Roasters for a long time. Local <laughs> Chicago company sells great coffee. I've had it before, and so we're happy to present that to all of our listeners. You can use promo code ADJACENT23 to also get 23% off at connectroasters.com. Yeah. Great coffee. If you're a coffee lover like Jason or myself, you're going to love this. Great sponsor. We have been blessed to be partnered with really great companies. Connect Roasters is another one of those. So make sure connectroasters.com, use promo code adjacent23 when on your order of $30 or more and get 23% off. It's going to be great. Uh, we're really excited to have them on board.
0: What what Russ is saying about them, like, we really want to partner with companies and products that we like, and that makes it very easy and authentic for us to tell you guys, hey, try this out, like, use our discount and try this out. Uh, And 23% off is good. They saw what Cheats and Giggles is doing. They want to be 23% off, too, over at Connect Roasters. Uh, Oh, and I was writing down some notes about them, Russ. I just wrote down Chicago, 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 because that's what these, these guys are. And all three of us care about Chicago. The Connect Grocers cares about Chicago. They've given over 25,000 meals to the Chicago Food Bank. This is available at Foxtrot Market, Don's, mm-hmm. Ki- Dom's Kitchen and Market, uh, the Obvious Shirt Store near Wrigley Field. And, and if you are listening to this and you happen to play for the Chicago Cubs, you can get this right in your own clubhouse because that's the coffee. The club-
3: I know it's also in the Visitors Clubhouse.
0: That's very, very benevolent of them. Very generous. No, uh, they got the home run club subscription. They got coffee and tea on there. I was originally they were talking. Uh, we were they were talking about sending us coffee, Russ, and it's on its way. Um, and I told him uh, Tony doesn't drink coffee. Apparently, Tony does drink coffee now. His his fiance uh-huh. has. Uh-huh. Uh, well, how would you put this? Taught him to drink coffee. Forced him to drink coffee. Where are you at here on coffee, Tony?
2: Yeah, now I get coffee on my own now. When, when I need it. Uh, even without to, adult supervision. Yeah, you're you're even without adult okay. supervision. Right. I say, wow, I'm tired. I think I would like some coffee. And I go to Starbucks <laughs> and I get a uh, grande white mocha, white chocolate mocha with extra whip. And I am on my way. I'm gone.
3: I guess it counts.
0: You're rolling your eyes at that like it's not real coffee, Russ. We'll get. Let's get back to that in a second. Let's get back to that in a second. You can buy all kinds of. Uh, you can buy coffee from around the world at Connect grocers They got all different yes. kinds. I, I'm a dark roast guy. I re- I like it like dark and smoky yeah. black coffee, nothing in it. Yeah, Jay. yeah. You can. That's not what you like. You like the <laughs> so most it's like yeah, it represents
3: the community.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> that's not, not what black admit, mo- But okay, that's sorry, not, Thank yeah, you. That's not what that's not what dark roast means in this case. Also an ally, Jason Leisure
0: yes <laughs> right I, uh, but go to connect roasters.com and use promo code adjacent 23 and get 23 percent off your order of 30 or more uh, you can go and load up on coffee you'd be good to go for a while over there uh russ you're rolling your eyes at tony's coffee or what was it it was like
2: what white was chocolate it? mocha
0: white chocolate mm-hmm. mocha okay extra thanks thanks
3: I mean, it's fine. Like, I, I think now. people that know me, I'm an iced coffee drinker. Some people would tell me uh, that's not real coffee either. So, who am I to, you know, roll my eyes at Tony's order? If you like that, Tony, I'm glad that you eat. you've even, you know, dip your toe into the coffee pool.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Why did you I, never drink coffee before, Tony? Everyone in the world was, drinks coffee.
2: It was always bitter to me, um, oh, okay. and. It, like every time I would try it, I would try that. You know, five years in between. Like, oh, okay, maybe my taste buds have changed. Nope.
3: Yeah, and sugar doesn't exist, Tony. Never existed.
2: No, I've I've tried it with sugar, and it just I don't know. I just never gravitated towards it. Uh, and then my now fiance, bless her heart, uh, introduced me to different types of coffee, and I tried a bunch of different stuff and found the one that I liked.
3: So, I have a question for you, Tony. Go. Your lovely fiance has introduced so much different stuff to you, brought a lot of joy, information, culture to your life. Yeah. Wearing, uh, wearing pants. Yes. Yes. Yeah, big, huge, huge mm-hmm. uh, thing for Tony to, to put on pants mm-hmm. in public. And it's mm-hmm. kind of frowning, you know, remember Russ, he told us. He Showering. Had, uh, Showering. Yes. Tony was yes. walking around here. Funky. Exactly. During quarantine. Not how,
0: he, not how he would put and it after. But, but by his admission of, <laughs> That he had recently begun showering very often. Mm-hmm. It was uh it was an admission during, of guilt of how things had previously process. been.
3: Yeah. Yes. We
0: learned a little bit.
3: Yeah. Um, so but my question for you, Tone, is what have you presented to Stephanie? Like, have you <laughs> brought anything to, to, to like her? Like she seems to be, uh, hey, she brought coffee, love, mm-hmm. pants into my life. What yeah. have besides, you brought Besides
2: hers? the eucalyptus sheets of sheets and giggles, Tone, what else? <laughs> um well, it's kind of like what Jason just mentioned, you know—a uh, uh, strong, dark roast uh, of a man, you know that I present.
3: You know, to, to, to
0: is that to what your Tinder Twitter profile, Twitter profile Twitter. said?
3: Is that it how you described yourself? Strong, Twitter. bold, dark roast of a man. Dark roast of a man.
2: <laughs> yeah, man.
3: From the region of Burbank.
2: <laughs> I think I think I've brought you know some joy and uh love to the situation um obviously she's way smarter than me uh so she brought the smarts but um she loves me regardless of my flaws so okay love you baby it's really sweet but the electric company
0: doesn't you're gonna need more than joy and love to pay the light bill
3: (laughs) oh yeah i got i I do all right i do all right i do all right he was also pointing to Stephanie in the background as he said that. <laughs> I love you, baby. With the <laughs> point? Um, I mean, okay, cool. Like you brought love and dark roast of a man to her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you brought probably brought some funnies into yeah. Stephanie's life.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, that's it, huh? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a good catch. I mean, I'm a decent catch. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just wanted to know what you brought.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I bring the things to the table. <laughs> okay, all right. I picture I picture if based on your description
0: of her taking you to a Starbucks, you being completely overwhelmed and out of place, trying to figure out the menu. There's a lot of it's, items on that menu. It's you a, got whole, a, it's a whole different
2: language. Yeah, it's a lot of it's in language.
0: Italian, I believe. It's uh, it's intimidating. What, what? How did you decipher? How much handholding did you need to figure out? What to order at starbucks
2: so that's that's a funny story so um the reason why i found that order and why it fit me was i i think i stayed up late you know working on some stuff and i dropped her off at work and uh i was a bit tired but you know you do what you got to do so i dropped her off and i'm driving back uh back home and i see the starbucks coming up and i was like I think I'm gonna need some coffee to get me through today. Otherwise, I'm just not gonna make it. So I call her, like you know, 20 minutes after I drop her off, and say, "Hey, babe, um, I think I need coffee." And she was shocked out of her mind. Like, okay, okay, this is this is a real deal. So what do what do you think you like? So, so you're sitting there thinking, I I'm sleepy. I need coffee. I gotta call a grown up to help me with this. Yes. Okay. So I call her, and she gives me a bunch of different options. I was like, "Ah, oh, I, think, I think I like that one. That's, that sounds right. Um, so I got it, the white chocolate mocha, extra whip, and boom, that's now my official order at Starbucks.
0: Where have you taken her that she has been as overwhelmed and out of place
2: as you were that day? Oh, well, she's way more cultured than I am. There, oh, there's not one that. place. Where yeah, but you're very weird. He's out of place. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'll ask you this, Tony. <laughs> Is there a place that you have taken her that she hadn't been before? That you're like, oh, man, I brought her here and she had never been here before.
2: Um, A couple of restaurants. Yeah, a couple of restaurants. Yeah, we've experienced new things kind of together um which is always fun so yeah it's it's been fun like if of course it's been great but also enjoying one another in terms of conversation and just new experiences like it's been it's been a fun ride and i'm looking forward to forever baby love you
0: Is she actually there? Or are you just acting she's there. weird now. Okay.
3: Right. Yes. Yes. Well, I hope she's okay. there. I don't know. Looking at the, some the distance. I, who knows? There.
0: Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the NBA. They're wrapping up the regular season here. We're getting very close to the playoffs right now, and I don't know about you, but it doesn't. When I look at the the current field, it doesn't look anything like I thought it would. You've got Miami. Leading the East. You've got Boston now surging up the standings. The Bulls plummeting. You've got Brooklyn probably going to be in the play-in tournament. Uh, Philly's kind of looking at like a 4-5 or seed. The Lakers will probably be eliminated by the time you hear this. Um, So I want to get into all of that. The Lakers in particular are very interesting. It's about as interesting as you could get for a 31-47 and team at the time that we're recording this. By the way, Sports Adjacent is brought to you by Connect Roasters. You can go to connectroasters.com and use our promo code adjacent23 and you'll get 23% off any order of at least $30 and it's not going to be hard for you to get $30 worth of coffee on there they've got all kinds of coffee they've got whole bean ground they've got some single serve if you're somebody that's got a Keurig but even if you're not Russ like I have a Keurig but I can get I get ground coffee of the stuff that I like or beans and then grind it myself of stuff that I like you can buy a little plastic adapter for like a dollar to do your own, like if you have ground coffee or whole bean coffee Mm -hmm. that you grind to do that in the Keurig. It's very easy. Uh, You just rinse it out in the sink afterwards. So anything they've got is gonna work for you. They also have tea. They've got the Home Run Club uh, subscription coffee. So all that stuff is there for you uh, from a great local Chicago company, great product, and you can get 23% off with our promo code adjacent23 on all orders of at least $30. Glad to have Connect Roasters. Tony, let's start with. Let's just start since we're talking Chicago and we're talking Connect Roasters. Let's start with the Bulls. What's going on here with the Bulls? Lonzo Ball probably now going to be out for the season. That might be official by the time you hear this. Uh, The Bulls have slipped toward the middle of the pack. They're probably going to stay out of the play in tournament, but what are you looking at with the Bulls right now?
2: Well, um, they came back down to reality. Uh, Um, is this like
0: what Russ and I were saying is go back to like Russ and I's initial reaction to their free agency. Is it that they are who we thought they were?
2: Yeah. Yeah. They've gone back to what we all initially thought a fifth or sixth seed uh, Mm -hmm. in the league once teams started playing for real. And you can and I mentioned this before, uh, I think, on this podcast that I love the NBA because it's such a chess match during the season. With uh, the teams that are actually playing for things, so um, you know, towards the beginning of the season when the Bulls were number one seed in in the East at the beginning of the season, you know, you saw Milwaukee kind of hovering around the play in area. Um, you know, the, the the teams that are actually playing for long term goals and championships, they know like, hey, this isn't the time to press the gas. And in Mm -hmm. order for the Bulls to be or to look as good as they did, they had to press the gas every single game. So they only had one year. And once the second half started uh, or, you know, even heading into the all-star break, teams were like, okay, time to, you know, switch, flip the switch. And we got to start prepping for, for playoff matchups in in, in a long-term series. So when the real teams that are playing for things started playing against the Bulls, who, um, You know, some would say, hey, the Bulls are back. Hey, look at the Bulls. And teams started to take them seriously. Then you saw what their deficiencies were essentially the whole time. Um, And I think they're I don't want to say they're being exposed because it's like your level of expectation going into the year was dependent on you. And I think we all had a pretty decent view about what this team was and what it what it was gonna be but the fan base you know it they get so excited for big moves and they drank the Kool-Aid right like, they drank all the Kool-Aid and I was well, like who, look, could, look, who could blame them after what they've I'm, sat through lately though. Yeah, ag- agree you can I'm not saying not enjoy I enjoy watching them this year and I think I probably enjoyed watching them a lot more than the uh than the super hype fan because my expectations were
3: that high it was fun. Yeah. We were on, on this on this podcast when they made the Demar Derozan signing, right? We were literally recording in Alex Caruso and all those things. I think for me, like they clearly overperformed. No, oh, yeah. like their entire season has been. You got a career year from Demar Derozan. Zach Levine played in an All Star caliber level. Great. You thought those. You thought Zach playing an All Star caliber level would happen. You didn't think Demar would play a, an MVP for four months, right? You didn't think that would happen, but you got that. And then you played at an extraordinary high level. Then injuries happen. And then, you know, they were bumslayers. Like, and I don't say that to be disrespectful. They beat teams that they were supposed to beat, right? right? They did not beat the teams like Milwaukee and the Sixers and those upper echelon teams, Miami, those upper echelon teams in the East or the West. Like they were clearly below those teams, right? Even when they were at the top of the East, they could not get over the hump and and beat the teams that had championship aspirations. And I know I came on here and apologized because look, those guys were the number one team in the East. So I get it. But like, I always would come on here and say hey, I'm glad that they made some moves and I'm glad they're going to be better but championship has to be the goal. It can't be oh, we're going to be a top three seed in the East. Like, cool, but if you're going to be a second round out, you got to have a higher ceiling than that.
0: Well, that, that's where, you know, Tony's talking about the chess matches within the season. I'm thinking about in the NBA all the time, the chess matches year over year over year. Where, where are you headed when when Brooklyn sees Philly make a move, when the Lakers see Brooklyn make a move, when Miami sees Milwaukee? Everybody has got to counter what everybody else is doing in the big picture. And so with the Bulls, when you say it's going to be a problem if they're second round out, you know, that's a thud. That's a disappointing season. It, it's not if you're headed somewhere. And that's been my issue from the beginning of when they made these moves is, are they really headed anywhere? OK, this team is looking like, you know, what you've put together here is maybe a four or five seed. And that is actually right around where they're sitting. But can it grow from there? And I don't think so. I, I think, you know, your best case scenario next season would be probably about this again. If everything went you're, right, this isn't if, uh, DeRozan's 32, I think. And Vooch is 31. Like, I mean, these guys aren't ascending players. I don't really see where this is headed. Like you're saying, Russ, if if it it doesn't seem like it's headed long-term toward challenging for a championship.
3: Yeah. Your uh, hope is that Nikola Vuc, uh, I mean, uh, Nikola Jokic I, uh, becomes a free agent unrestricted and signs with you in a couple years. Like you're or hoping Jonathan, that you get Jonathan Mitchell gets mad in Utah. Right. You're hoping a superstar tier one caliber player decides, huh, Chicago. Good spot for me.
2: Yeah, and the whole thing was these guys know how to develop. These guys know how to um bring in players to a city that may not necessarily be attractive for free agents. So they they develop and build from within. That was the whole thing. I didn't look like no, no matter how you spend it, Chicago isn't a destination for free agents. It's too cold during, during the playing years, during in season times, like for whatever reason it is, Chicago is not, has it been a attractive place to play? Well, it's been a dysfunctional organization too. Right, that, that, too. that probably is a bigger factor. Uh, that that too. Um, and I hope that that narrative will change. But right. over that, that part might, lifetime, might be over. Now. Even that the, part yeah. might be that they, they might have fixed that part. I, I mean, I hope so. Like, I hope so. But when they look at the roster and you got, man, and you get looking at Zach Levine, who already has knee issues before he gets this money. Yeah. And you got Patrick Williams, who you really don't know what he is. And you're looking at a 32 33. Just looks like he does know who he is.
3: Listen, that's the number one. <laughs> he says this that look on his face like he I, does know. I told I told Tony last year, that's a number four overall pick. People kept hiding, oh, that's baby Kawhi, baby Kawhi, but wouldn't want to shoot the ball. Come on now. So, like when you're looking at potential
2: free agents and and I'm assuming Booch is gone. I'm I'm assuming that he's got a declining contract. I don't know if he's gonna return or not. He's got one year left. Um, I don't know if they trade him or they just let this contract run out, but it's hard to see him being the future when they win, uh, if they have a chance to win a championship, um, you're banking. You, you're hoping that they are excellent pitch, men, You know, when it, when it's time to, you know, get a disgruntled star or a potential superstar free agent, that's, that's what we're banking on because um, the development part, you know, they, they've only had a, what they had two drafts, you know, so far. So, I has been good. He's been a good player. He's obviously hit a Ricky wall this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's going to be good for the Bulls. But in terms of the year-over-year future and ceiling for this team, like, I don't know. And Cade is coming. Cade Cunningham is coming.
3: And And the Cavs are going to be healthy again at some point. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Whoa.
1: Hey, yo! Yo.
3: Didn't mean to... (laughs)
2: Say that Tony Kay Kay Cunningham is getting ready to take the next step right now. He's been dominating, even though they haven't been, you know, the best overall team. Like Kay Cunningham and the Detroit, it's like this is amazing watching him, Russ, and like he can't even get
0: his
3: own sentences out. Without interrupting himself, but Tony's right. Like what they're building in Detroit is legitimate. And what, clearly, what the, Cavs, what the Cavs have done this year shouldn't be taken for like Kobe Altman. What he built, you have Darius Garland turned himself into an all-star. You draft Evan Mobley. You have Isaac Okoro, Jared Allen, who you turned into an all-star. He got hurt. They started to decline. And Colin Sexton didn't even play this year after the torn ACL. Like. That's a team that is going to continue to draft well. They've already done it. They've proven that they can go find prospects from other teams and develop that talent. JB Bickerstaff should probably be coach of the year. I know he might not win it because they've taken a step back, but he should be in the top five in, in voting. Like that's a team that the Bulls should be concerned about. So, Russ, they have the a, basically the same it.
0: record as the Bulls right now,
2: right? And and both those right teams now. are in the division you got to see those teams four times a year. A Milwaukee, Detroit, and Cleveland. And nobody, I don't know what Indiana's going through right now. It, it's a mm-hmm. bit weird weird phase for them. But specifically, Detroit and Cleveland, they look like they have brighter futures than the Bulls. Like, it, it's just the facts. Tone
0: in the West when you see Phoenix that far ahead. Phoenix, again, you know, we're doing this on Tuesday nights. So I don't know what it'll be by the time you guys listen to this. But as of Tuesday night, Phoenix could win 66 games this year which is – that's an incredible season for anybody. I, I When you look at uh, Memphis, well behind them in the in the standings, Golden State well behind them in the standings, do you see this as just Phoenix over everybody, or do you think that the Grizzlies, the Warriors, the Mavericks, one of those teams has a shot at them? And, and, you, and really, somebody else should be the favorite, even though record-wise it's telling you that Phoenix is the favorite.
2: No, nah, no. Nah. This isn't one of those uh... – you know, Atlanta Hawks years, right? With the the Kyle Corver, Joe Johnson, Al Horford, you know, Atlanta Hawks this is not one of those years where they're taking advantage of, you know, a weak conference. Like Phoenix has been killing everybody and is not even close. Um, and the only, I don't see anybody uh, beating them in, in, you know, in a seven game series uh, just because I look at those other teams and they all got, I mean, the West is, is good, um, but they all got flaws, and you can't tell me what the flaw is for, for Phoenix. They got shooting. They got athleticism. They lock up on defense. Um, all the things that you need for a sustained playoff run, they all have it. They got health. Chris Paul is back. Um, all those things are 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 looking their way. Uh, and I don't think there's a, a team in the West that can get stop them from returning to the NBA Finals. Golden State would be a, the candidate for me. As much as I enjoy watching John Morant
0: play, I think the Golden State, more so than the Grizzlies, is the team that could do it. And partly because they've been there before, they've got the guys that have done this before, and they look a lot like the Golden State teams
3: that we remember from a few years back. I think my thing with Golden State is clearly haven't been themselves in the second half. Like you finally got Clay back to being Clay, then Draymond. Has hurt. Then you get Draymond back and Steph is hurt. And I feel like they ran out of time to really find a consistent rhythm together. Like you never had those three guys on the court. So you could really get that old school feel again. And while I trust that they have the experience, you don't want to be in that first round of the playoffs trying to figure things out. I think there's a lot of teams in that boat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: Steph was at the beginning of the year was like, Oh man, Steph's going to be MVP again. And then you start noticing things. He's not as young as he used to be. He's not as healthy, you know, as he used to be. Um, Clay didn't look like same old, you know, Clay. He had a couple games, uh, where he was like, Oh man, Clay's back. But for the most part, he hasn't looked like an all-star player. Um, those guys certainly have the experience. um, but I look at the rest of that roster. Like, I mean, they're they're a really good team. They're a really good team. They're going to make some noise in the playoffs. But I don't think they match up well with, with Phoenix and, and what they do. Way
0: down the standings in the West, you'll find the Lakers. And we've been talking a lot here about winning time uh, on HBO. Good time. If you're a Laker <laughs> fan, good time for that show to be on because you need something else <laughs> to watch. Uh, Lakers at 31 and 47, as of this recording, very well could be eliminated by the time you hear this, even if they're mm-hmm. not pretty good chance. Like even if they were to get in, they're going to get in in that play as the yeah. 10 seed. It's pointless. This is going to be telling the worst team that LeBron has ever played on. They are very fascinating. By the way, if you don't make the NBA playoffs now, mm-hmm. with the play in tournament. Do you realize 20 teams make the playoffs? Yep. There's only 10 that don't. <laughs> Twenty teams make it. You have to be very, very. There are bad teams that are mm-hmm. going to be in those playing games. Uh, it's the worst team LeBron's ever been on. I don't think and, so. Uh, has there been a worse one? There's those, those Cleveland the teams.
2: Are, those Cleveland teams are awful, Jay. I don't think they it, had this bad of a he record. Won,
0: Thirty-one he, and forty-seven. He, he Did won he have with a team that Was
2: this bad? No. Record-wise, you, you're right. You may be right. Maybe his first season in the NBA, his rookie year. Maybe his, maybe his sophomore year. It's my point is but, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to have LeBron
0: James and have this bad of a record.
2: Oh yeah, especially with you know a supposed you know all star, another all star on the same team in Russell Westbrook. Like it's it just shows that hey you know even though his individual play did decline, um, I think a, a couple things happened right. Teams needed to catch up with LeBron. He was dominant. He was going to the finals every year for like 10 years. You know, like teams needed to be better to beat him collectively. When you say, hey, I don't have an individual player better than him, okay, I need to build a roster that's right. better than him. It's an and teams, race. Right. Teams took once LeBron went to Miami, then it was like, okay, he's the best player and he's going to be on the best team too collectively. Okay, now we need to catch up to compete. And once that timeline started, it became harder and harder for LeBron to, you know, win those championships. He was getting he was, to the finals. He was ahead he was of the game different.
0: at the time. It was mm-hmm. revolutionary that he did that, and then that's what everybody's done since, right? And you're right. like in and Philly, even going beyond that, and, and Brooklyn, like they're just trying. Everybody is trying to stack up stars mm-hmm. like that. That's the gate That's the the blueprint for the entire league now, pretty much,
2: right? And you know, it's essentially been his downfall. Um, now he, as a Laker, he won the one championship, but one year didn't make the playoffs at all. The uh, another year had to go through the play-in and then lost, and then this year he may not make the playoffs. So he probably won't make the playoffs again. Even if he does, it's
0: real, It doesn't matter. Like they're not right. doing anything; they're not going so anywhere.
1: I,
2: I saw um, I saw a tweet by you know a guy that I'm a fan of, a guy that you know, Mike Ryan of the uh, Dan mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Show, yeah. and he tweeted out something. I was like, what wow, this this is the, the tweet of LeBron's career is right here where you give kudos to LeBron for doing it his own way. He got two championships doing it his own way. Um, but you can't say like Miami was a great or is a great organization in terms of how culture, in terms of how they build things. You can't tell me LeBron doesn't win as many or more than what he got once he left uh, Miami. If he just stays there. Like that's, Correct. that's been his downfall. If he wanted to do and, and again, kudos for wanting to have, yeah. if they can't pay me enough, I want control over the organization. He was the first right. to ever do that. Kudos to him for doing it. But when you're looking at the amount of winning that he left on the table Tons. because he left a good uh, organization in Miami and he didn't trust Pat Riley to build the proper team around him, th- this Lakers experiment was a failure. What's a failure uh, so far?
0: The, Pat Riley has done better putting teams together since LeBron left than LeBron has, I would say. Hasn't
2: you, won the championship, though. So I guess it's like you pick and choose, right? LeBron well, got the trip. Pat hasn't won one
3: since. He can always say, hey, I won the one in the bubble. But it doesn't feel...
0: I, it, it counts. I, it counts. I mean, I'm not going to discount it. Uh, uh,
3: like, it just, I, yes, it does. But, like, it just they, doesn't. Had, had if had, we look had, back had, and had, had that's the only one he won, if that's the last one that he won, it just won't feel as good as if he won one this year or his first year or whenever. Like, it just doesn't. And him had, and had, Andy had, had Davis were supposed to interrupted.
0: If you go back to before the pause, before everything stopped in the NBA that year and in sports across the board, you would have said the Lakers would be a worthy champion that year. They, they were, it's not like they, it's not like they weren't. And then when they got to the bubble, they got hot or something like that. I mean, that, that was a, that's a, that's a credible championship to
3: me. I just think, um, we, as people who love basketball, were sold this bill of goods that, oh, Anthony Davis is going to get over there and it's going to be a rap for the league. And it has not been a rap. It's more been a rap for yeah. Anthony Davis more than
2: anything right. else.
3: <laughs> or <laughs> Anthony Davis is well, constantly wrapped in some type of cast. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> or well, that's um, the, look, street, aka street clothes, as Charles Barkley likes to call him. <laughs> that's his nickname now? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have Kyrie to bang on half man, half a season. So now he's going to Anthony that's, Davis. That's that's a funny joke.
1: <laughs> that's a good
0: joke. Well, these are the two questions now you're presented with with the Lakers, who, beyond being one of the prestigious teams, they are still one of the interesting teams, and they still have LeBron James. Again, it's hard to be this bad with LeBron James on your team. Historically, over his career, no team has been this bad with LeBron James on its roster, but you have Anthony Davis now for at least two more seasons at 80 million over those two seasons. Then he has a player option after that. Russell Westbrook has a player option for next season with the Lakers for $47 million. He would be crazy not to take it. Oh man. He'd be crazy not to take it. So you're looking (laughs) at who's going to take that in a trade for Russ?
3: This is
0: the thing now, Russ is like a, what do they do going forward? And B LeBron's 37. We know he's going to hang around until Bronny comes around. So he's got three or more seasons at least that he's going to hang around and wait and keep playing. He's got four titles. Like, do we still care about – are we still interested in following his pursuit of at least getting to six? And does he have any chance of doing that? When you look around the rest of the league and you see what – Brooklyn's plan is you see what Philly's plan is you see what Milwaukee already has you see what Golden State already has you see what you know Dallas is going to be in the mix for any big free agent that comes along everybody is trying to stack up their three you're them
3: you're stuck with these three for at least next season probably I think it's highly doubtful that he even sniffs five think about this season He's averaged 30 points a game at 37 years old and they are about to miss the playoffs. Yeah, he's still good. Yeah, but how much longer even though LeBron we is We keep asking a that and animal, he keeps being good though. We keep asking until, that and he's still good. But but yeah, but what if it doesn't happen? I believe in LeBron until it doesn't happen. But like there could be a year where he gets hurt, right? Or mm-hmm. Anthony Davis continues to get hurt. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. you can't keep being as, well, it's LeBron, so you got to give him a chance. No, that doesn't exist because he was the best. We've seen him in a long time at 37 years Mm -hmm. old, and they ass is going to be at home watching with us.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with LeBron as a basketball player that's going to stop him from winning. It's everything else that comes with LeBron that prevents him from winning. And all that comes with him not helping an organization outside of him being great at basketball. Like Brian Windhorse, who has been an insider on LeBron for, you know, the the entirety of his career, who knows his stuff. Right. Um, he made it plain. He's like, look, there's too much stuff that comes with LeBron at this age now. Right, He he expects so much, not basketball-wise, from an organization and so much control from an organization. How can you truly build something with him on the team at this point? If he has to okay literally almost everything in order just to have a chance for you to sit at a meeting with him to be on your team, how can you truly build a roster that's actually good? He's defeating himself. He's, he's fighting himself, and then – He shies his hands away when it looks bad, right? Like this season, like, and he starts talking about uh, Sam Presti. Yeah, like he's doing it. He's doing this to himself, like, and and, and it is not due to his to his basketball play. It's all because of what comes with LeBron.
3: I don't want this to come off as like LeBron hate either, because we as a podcast love LeBron James. I love watching LeBron James. We we love LeBron James, but like we, you can't pretend like they're not. Like this don't work. They put together the oldest roster in NBA history.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Westbrook at this point was—I mean—that everybody thought that was a mistake from the start. I don't know what other move they could have made. I don't know who else there was. DeMar DeRozan,
2: DeRozan, Buddy Hill. There yeah, were plenty I guess, of
0: I mean, that would have out better out there. But...
2: Plenty of benefits out there. That's LeBron's call. If you can't be the guy that acquired all this power. And then when you use the power and you wrong, and you miss, you can't say it's not your job. Like it's, well, Russ. That's that's like the the
0: big conundrum here, though. Is on one hand, uh, you have to respect that LeBron has gotten that power because very few guys get that power. Very right. few guys get that power. Where if you even want to talk to me in free agency, the the the, the entry price to this meeting is you run everything, you have control over everything. And, and you want to earn that in whatever field you work in, you want that power. And so now you're asking him to have dedicated his life in basketball toward gaining that leverage, gaining that power, that control, that players so rarely have and forfeit it.
2: No, I think, I, I, I think to have sustained winning, there's a level of trust that needs to happen. Um, between the players and, and coaching and management. It's the only way to sustain that much. Um, you, the Bulls dynasty, right? Michael hated Jerry Krause. But Jerry Krause didn't listen to anything Mike said in terms of player or, or He Mike wanted all the North Carolina dudes. Yep. <laughs> he, Jerry, Krause the bad did, ones. Right. Jerry Krause did his job and did it correctly in spite of Michael Jordan because he knew how to build a team. And because he listened to himself and his uh, his scouting staff and uh, his development guys and his coaching staff to a certain degree before he wanted them out, they won. They won. And Michael had to trust Jerry because Jerry was doing his job. He was holding up uh, his end of the bargain. Now, I think LeBron, he's had issues with that. And look, the pendulum is going to swing the other way, right? Right. LeBron has made it available for players to have a lot of power and I think too much power. I oh, think that James Harden, Ben the, Simmons. Yeah. Like he opened up a Pandora's box yes. of guys that can't handle that type of authority over or Zion. over an organization. But teams like the Miami Heat, teams like the Denver Nuggets, teams like you know, the Phoenix Suns, the Memphis Grizzlies that are working with their players to develop a, a strong relationship. Uh the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis, right? Like if that was a bad management team, Giannis is like, nah, I'm out. I don't trust y'all. Giannis yep. trusted them and stayed where he was. And I think that's where it is. If you if you deem an organization competent, incompetent to help you, then you have that power to leave. But once you have a good one, no matter where the
3: market is, just stay there. Just stay there and, and you, build. And and a lot of people would say, hey, I thought one of them would be like, yo, Giannis is it's a wrap. Giannis is gone. And he mm-hmm. trusted them. And they you know what they did? They went and got Drew holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: He had, he never liked the power dynamic in Miami, even though those are his best years. Those are the best teams that he's been on. And that team has continued to find talent and put good rosters together and went all the way to the finals against him in that bubble season. You're talking about Russ, uh, and he has not been able to do the same but i just i can't envision a scenario where a lebron is self-aware enough and honest with himself to see that and b is willing to forfeit all of his hard-earned power and control he may it, it may be too far gone now i mean but then what's what's yeah. left of his career then though tone so like what what like we watch him as th- we watch him and the rest of the league as theater like what's the last act what are the last 3 or 4 years going to be here what are we watching for Stats,
2: stat chasing,
0: just to see him chase records and nothing else. Yeah. And not, I mean, those, that can't yeah, be. Those... He can't be content
2: with that, can he? I mean, I don't know. I mean, if he's going to get in his own way, I don't think there's anything that can be done. If he is going to strip power from people that needs to make those decisions who have wider views than his, um, if he doesn't develop that relationship with Rob Palenka, um and the Lakers. I, I don't see how, you know, like in, in the for example, he in his rants, you know, trying to get back at the Lakers, he mentioned, oh man, I, I wouldn't count out a, a return to Cleveland. At Cleveland, if I'm Cleveland, I'm like, why would uh, why? I trade all my assets to get you? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Why? I don't want LeBron James here at this point. And that's crazy to say, I'm right? Cool. Because he just put up 30, you know, for a season. But It's just too much stuff that comes with having LeBron James on your team at this point that is like, it's not enough to gut my team for you anymore. It's just not.
3: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you.
1: Call. ClickGranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: Let's talk college basketball, Russ. I want to tell you in detail all of the college basketball that I watched during the tournament.
3: Please, please tell me.
0: On the very first day of the men's tournament, I went over to Lawrence's house with Tony and watched games till about midnight and then have not checked back in since
3: that's it. (laughs) Well, then uh, a lot has happened since the last time you checked in with, with men's men or women's college basketball. Yes. Um, There are two new champions in in college basketball. Uh, Let's start with the women's side. First South Carolina, they are the new champions. Dawn Staley has built a powerhouse um, winning another championship. And I think when we look back at Dawn Staley and what she's built at South Carolina, we're going to have her in the same conversation as Gina Ariema and the late great Pat Summit. And the reason I say that is Gina Ariema had never lost a Final Four before. He'd been to 14 straight, and never lost a championship game, right? So either he made it and won, or they didn't get there. Um, I think you have to knock, she had to knock off Gino at some point to really get to that next level. And now that she has, that's a destination. And I think what I really love about Don Staley is you look at it and you say, this is somebody that was successful at every level, right? Had a successful WNBA career, had a successful um, international career for Team USA, and then said, you know what? I want to continue to help build women's basketball. I'm going to go to South Carolina. And since she got there in 09, has turned that program into one of the best programs and not only women's sports, but overall in college athletics. And I think it's really dope.
0: Yeah, Russ, I have it in front of me right here that uh, just since 2014, she's been to four Final Fours and one two of them and she's going to be somebody like billy donovan was at florida where you're building something out of nothing i mean who would have thought of all places you'd build a women's basketball powerhouse at south carolina they hadn't had anything like that I, yeah. i'm always i always have a lot of respect for someone who can build it from scratch basically from 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 a blank canvas like she did
3: and she's not only done that like you attract the number one player in the country, number two player in the country, number five player in the country. Like she had a a, a player in Aliyah Boston that was clearly the best uh in, in college women's college basketball this year. And you can bring in Asia Wilson, who then goes on to be a phenomenal player at the next level and continue to bring those players in, like you know, Pat Summit did bring in people like Candace Parker and or Gino did bring in People like Paige Beckers, who took the college basketball by storm this year, or Brianna Stewart, or all the amazing players he's had in his time at at UConn, Um, and just just wanting to continue to push not only women's basketball forward, but you know it's been really important for her to hey, we didn't get here by ourselves. Like there were people who covered us, like we were. The best team in the world, not only the best team in women's college basketball, and that's really important to, like, hey, you did something that other people weren't doing. And I appreciate you because like you cared. Um, It's just a dope story. And I think it's really cool to see how um, somebody like her who had achieved everything uh, as an athlete says, you know what, I want to continue to build that um and and she's just doing a fantastic job in at, at South Carolina.
0: Only uh, 51 by the way. Also could coach for yeah. 20 more years. Tony you you were blowing up our phone phones about this. Why are you so excited about Don Staley?
2: Yeah, um I think it's because you know coaches like Gino um have dominated well not coaches like Gino's only you know it's only one guy that has dominated Gino you know, yeah, yeah 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 it's just one of him and he's just been at the top for so long um that it's time for another you know powerhouse to to kind of come through obviously you know Pat Summit um Tennessee was that was Gino's equal but you know now that she's gone Tennessee really hasn't been that type of powerhouse um And it's been a while since Gino done it. You know, there's been a couple here and there to, uh, you know, to win it. But I'm looking forward to Dawn creating now the new standard of what uh, women's college basketball is going to be and dominating it now um, for, you know, multiple years like Gino did. Um, I, I want her to get those, you know, Oh, perfect seasons and uh, haven't lost in two years, three years. Like I want Don to dominate this game just because she's great. She's great at what she does. Um, she took my favorite player. Everybody likes page. Uh, I like Zia cook. She's dope. I, I saw her mixtape go viral and I was like, fan, I am a fan now. Um, but yeah, I, I want to see her dominate the sport and hopefully she, hopefully she stays in South Carolina. Um, I hope like, you know, if another, you know, major one, a major college comes calling in, And And again, I get it money, you know, if, if she's going to change the game with a contract, you know, by all means, but I hope South Carolina really appreciates what she's doing there and makes her the highest pay, uh, women's college coach, uh, or and give her money deserving as well as the, the men's coach. Like I don't know the salary for uh the South Carolina men's team, but uh, I hope she's making more than him because she's being way more successful uh at this point. So yeah, I am just excited about Don and, and what they're doing in South Carolina.
3: Jason, did you uh do you know there is now a, a new men's champion? Uh do you know who that school is? I do. I have that. I know it was
0: Kansas and uh uh, I I if you have trouble keeping track of stuff, like college basketball is the worst thing for you because it's so much turnover like it's so many teams and I saw the bracket, I filled out the bracket at like 10 a.m the day the tournament started and was just so surprised to see which teams were good this year or whatever, although you saw some of the ones you usually see like Kansas and Duke. And so I actually picked I had Kansas winning the whole thing, but it was the same thing. As if I had just let one of my children fill it out. It was just a total shot in the dark. An hour and a half. The first game of the tournament of college basketball that I watched this
3: season was when the tournament started that day. I'm not mad at you. Uh, I was the same way. Had other things going on, and just wasn't the year for me to focus in on college basketball. I don't like college basketball
0: that much, honestly. Same. Like when when I was a kid. you guys might be too young for this, but like when I was, when I was in high school, there was a really, really good run by Illinois under Bill Self. And that was a lot of fun to watch them kind of climb from the bottom and become a team that ended up playing for a national championship, I think under Bruce Weber, but they were really good there for a couple of years and they had, they kept some of the same guys. So it was easy to follow because guys stayed. Uh, I am not a big, Tony and I were talking about this when we were watching like college basketball, If you like basketball, the game itself, the sport, itself, college basketball is maddening. I mean, it's it's literally an amateur version of what you like watching on TV in the pros. And the thing that would drive like Tony would go into like coach Tony mode while we were watching this and start yelling at the players because and I don't blame him because at at the end of like the thing that drives me the most nuts, Russ, is you see all these end of clock situations that are. disaster. It's either end of shot clock or end of half or end of game.
2: You like, got extra, extra seconds, extra seconds. Yeah, you get, get 30, 30 seconds. Like, What are we doing?
0: It's like yeah. some kind of panic with eight seconds left, plenty of time. And it'll be just some reckless, no plan whatsoever, drive into the paint, into a triple team, and then either like a horrible shot or a uh, desperate kick out to somebody. And it's already, it drives me crazy. Like, it's not fun to watch. So that's part yeah, of the I'm issue with, with college basketball for me. Now, granted, in the tournament, because it's like one and done and you have these small schools against the big schools, it, that part of it is fun. I enjoy that element of it. And I enjoyed back when I covered college basketball, getting to go to tournament games. But as far as watching it throughout the year, I don't I, I don't think I'm ever going to do that.
3: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Uh, tell me who's good at the next level. I always say that. But like, that's honestly how I feel.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm not really here for team college basketball. Like I didn't know who was great or not. I know who I had an idea on who was good or not. Uh, but I'm mostly in it to watch for prospects for, uh, for the next level. And that's, that's what I'm in for. I do my, my researches on, okay, what does the consensus say at the beginning of the year of who should I be looking for? And then I try and watch those guys throughout the year. And, uh, um, and see what what they project as as you know NBA players. Um, so that's kind of what I look for. But yeah, the college game, eh, it's uh and you know, you you really gotta watch out for the guys that the people that uh man, love that college game, hate the NBA. That is a small tale of the kind of person that this 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 human being is.
3: And uh, the college assignment. game is so pure. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Wonder why. The guys (laughs) love the game. A lot of, lot of, lot of teamwork. What are the the other verbs that they Uh, add
0: to it? It's we over me. College basketball is about the name on the front of the jersey, which it's not. Come on, man. (laughs) Never (laughs) has been. Who are you kidding? (laughs) These guys are choosing which school will get me to. the. How do you think Calipari keeps getting all these guys? You think Mm -hmm. because all these guys around the country, they got so much pride in the state of Kentucky when they live in (laughs) Chicago or New York or wherever. (laughs) Like they're going there. That's my ticket to the pros.
3: Fam, I don't want to watch Tyler Hansbro play at UNC for 18 years, bro.
1: <laughs>
3: I'm good. I'm so good. I mean, Russ,
1: what? did you,
0: what did you, what did you find? Uh, if I'm sure you watched more of it than I did, more of the tournament, what did you find of, uh, amusing or interesting about some of the storylines? You have Kansas winning it, you have Coach K stepping out and losing to North Carolina at the end. What,
3: what grabbed you out of this? I think Kansas winning the tournament. But also knowing that they have sanctions coming and Bill Self awkwardly standing next to Mark Emmert, head of the NCAA, was very funny to me because you know there's beef there. That to me was like one of the funnest things, watching the championship what e- game.
0: What exactly is there is coming their way here, like with the sanctions? I I again don't really follow this. Like, is this turn is this championship that they just won on Monday gonna be stripped from them?
3: I don't think it's that serious, but I think it's one of those like you can't possibly like they can't come back to the tournament, right? One of those type of things. I don't think they're taking the title; they just won away. But you never know but, with these sanctions and things like that. What is actually comes down?
0: I'm I'm reading that many people were amused by the uh, by the interaction that you're describing between Bill Self and Mark Emmert, but uh, in this article. Uh, on Yahoo was saying that they are have been charged with five level one violations that were labeled, quote, egregious and severe. Mark Emmert also called him the Kansas City Jayhawks? <laughs> How do you mess that up? <laughs> the
1: disrespect.
0: What the doesn't disrespect. that guy do wrong? What about Coach K, Russ? We're, uh, he's gone, supposedly, although I was reading today, Jay Williams, our buddy over at ESPN, uh, was saying he wouldn't be surprised if Coach K unretired,
3: since that's the cool thing to do now. I think that's cat on Jay Williams' part, but I'm not one to uh, do that to somebody. But I, I, is it bad to say I don't care about Coach K retiring? <laughs> like, I think it's I, – I, actually, the, the bigger storyline is that UNC defeated him in his final regular season game at Cameron Indoor. And then was the the team in their first time ever meeting in the final four was the team that knocked them off to send them into a tournament? I think that's pretty dope. If you're a North Carolina
0: fan, do you care more about that than losing the national championship game? Yes,
3: 100%. Absolutely. (laughs) 100%.
2: Yes. (laughs) You you can hang that over there, over Duke fans' head forever. Forever. Yeah. (laughs) Forever. They're going to be dead and gone. And 100 years from now, if basketball is still being played, um, <laughs> North Carolina Tar Heel fans are going to be like, Yeah, but uh, your last two losses? Us. And what, what can Dukes fans say after that? You can't say anything. You cannot say anything. Are you, are you not envisioning an man you
0: envisioning a potential future where 100 years from now they don't play basketball anymore, Tony?
2: Uh, Maybe it's a different version of basketball, like uh, that one game that they were playing uh, on the Jetsons uh, where they were playing basketball, but on like these like, you know, hovercraft situations. Uh Um, So it was a version of basketball, but it wasn't basketball as we know it. So, you know, basketball could change in the next 100 years. I don't know.
1: Are
0: all of your thoughts about the future somehow rooted in watching the Jetsons as a kid? Or?
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like we already made it. Like, they have FaceTime on the Jetsons. <laughs> we got FaceTime now. I mean, what is there else? Is there anything else for us to do with technology? Like, for real?
0: They had a, a robot made. hmm And now we have robot vacuums.
3: Yep. Roombus, yeah. Roombus. Quite expensive. I was looking to, like, purchase one for the new place, and they're a little bit more expensive than I thought they were.
2: Yeah, they don't uh, – I mean, there's cheaper versions of them, but I don't know why would you go cheap yeah. on – If you're going to purchase one is... that, then you might as well just get the real one, get the real deal. Yeah. Otherwise, you could just sweep, my guy. <laughs> yeah, I just I just got a broom, and,
3: a broom and a Swiffer in here, so get a pop with that.
2: <laughs> but uh, but back, back to Coach K, are, are, are we going to do this? Are we going to have the real conversation about Coach K? What conversation do you want to have about Coach just K? Just the – because it, as it, I don't want to be disrespectful for what he's done. Like You can't tell the story of college basketball without Duke and Coach K. You just can't. Um, he brought them from a nothing program to routinely beating North Carolina for like a decade and a half. <laughs> like all those years. Like people forget that just because like Duke was so dominant that like North Carolina after Dean Smith – they struggled for a little bit <laughs> yeah. with consistency. Um, and Duke was all always there. Um, and they had the players that you you know that you hated, but they kept winning. Um, and it's it's a funny thing that after all this praise that he's been getting this whole tournament, this whole year, um, that the obvious is being talked about. And the only person that I've heard actually talk about what the legacy of Coach K is outside of just the straight up winning, um, is how he won and it's Bomani, Bomani Jones. And I was like, finally. Like somebody mentioned the obvious uh in a you know elegant way. Like obviously, you know, we had the the Fat Five 30 for 30, right? With uh Jalen, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of speaking bluntly about how he felt about Duke and how they went about uh business, how they went about recruiting uh black players. Uh but I thought the point of the reason why Coach K got so much love, obviously he was a good coach, but the teams that he built to on top of that success were white players that beat up on a lot of the black teams, Michigan, UNLV, like anybody that thought they had a chance against Coach K, he built those teams in that way for for a reason. Um, and it took him, I don't know if you guys remember when he was talking about the one and done's when it first started to happen, he was super opposed from that until he needed the one and done's. And then he had yep. to change tune a bit. That. But the legacy of, of Coach K started with that narrative America. It was, it was a tough time, right? You know, in terms of uh, divideness, if that's a word, is not a word. Divisiveness. Divisiveness. Um, You know, in, in the country, and America had their team, um, which is Duke. And it, I just thought that it was important that that is also a part of his legacy as well. And it's not bad or good. It's just kind of the way he chose to build up Duke in the way that they, you know, beat teams. And they were good. They were good. They had good players. Uh, but I don't want to deny what it was and why that he gets a lot of praise that he that he gets. How much of a part of his legacy do
0: you feel that should be or how prominent should that be? You're talking about something that happened 30 years ago and mm-hmm. that he, he disputes what Jalen Rose said. He called what mm-hmm. Jalen Rose said very insulting, for example. Um, and it's clearly not – How he runs it, how he's been running his program lately. So how do you how do you balance that? How do you balance what you see as somebody's past versus how he's run
2: his program the last however many years? Uh, Because he didn't do very much winning after that, Um, at least not to that point. Like this whole thing, like he's had good teams, right? I think he had like in terms of recent years, he's won it with that Jaleel Okafor team. But the rest of those teams, they didn't win. I, I mean, he had Kyrie; they didn't win. Um, he had Brandon Ingram; didn't win. Had Zion; didn't win. Um, so he didn't win much after that stretch. He won because of those teams: the Christian Leitner teams, the uh, the JJ Redick teams. Like he built; a, he wanted a specific kind of team, and it was obvious to at least to me. Maybe I'm just saying things, but when it came down to it, the the actual winning that made him a dominant force in college basketball wasn't because of the one-and-done players. It was because it was with the the John Shires, the the Christian Leitners, the players that he chose to uh, recruit. And when he did recruit black players, it was a certain black player. They wouldn't recruit in the inner cities for a while for a reason. And it, I, don't want to, I don't want to act like that's not a part of how he built Duke up because it was up until he needed to stay relevant. And then the one and duns came to Duke.
3: I think you would look at everything that you just said. When you, you tell the story, you, you tell that part, like with coach uh, John Calipari, right? He built his name on one and dones. Mm-hmm. Right. Like everything that he became since 2000, right. Has been because, all right, like I know where my bread is buttered. I know who I want, whether it was at Memphis and then what he did at Kentucky uh, and every stop in between, even, you know, after he came back from the NBA, it's like, okay, I can't, I'm not going to do it. The coach K route. I'm going to come in here with these pinstripe suits and I'm like, yo, you want to get to the next level, come to Memphis or come to Kentucky. And that's that was the way he did it. Like, are there going to be things are like, hey, this is what also came with playing for John Calipari. Right. When you tell the story, of Rick, there's a lot of stuff that you, you talk about. So I think. Every major coach. When it, you, you know, you're talking about college basketball, there is going to be a chapter or two or three where it's like, hey, while there was a lot of success, this is also included in that. And I just think if, if we're going to, you write the Coach K book, like, hey, this should be noted. This
2: is bullshit. Time to call out the world's hypocrisies with Bullshit
1: High quality bullshit (laughs) World class designer bullshit To be sure
2: Bullshit Presented by Sheets and Giggles They just say whatever they think will interest the audience Make it appear
3: that they know what they're talking about And what comes out is bullshit
0: You guys both love that intro, don't you? Tony's so proud of himself (laughs)
1: Russ (laughs) for
2: once is so proud of Tony it's an enjoyable listen. I will say that. It's funny.
0: Let's get to calling bullshit. I call bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go this is so simple. This is the easiest thing. You'll, yeah, here we go, Tony. There you go. Tony's got his gang gang. Tony's got his uh, Sheets and Giggles eye mask over his eyes right now. can't see anything that we're doing. And also no one can see you, Tony, because again, this is a podcast. Uh, you can go to sheetsgiggles.com/sa that's all you have to do. No promo code, nothing. If you go to that landing page at Sheets and Giggles, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, it will automatically apply the 23% discount to your cart. You can get eucalyptus sheets, full sheet set for any size bed, uh, duvet, duvet cover, comforter, all that good stuff, everything you want, uh, silky smooth eucalyptus material. We all have it on
3: our beds and we love it. Russ, what would you like to call Sheet on this week? I'm calling bullshit on Jay Williams, uh, okay. who who is alluding to the fact that Coach K, after this whole long farewell farewell tour, where he gets bounced in the Final Four, the the whole long speech at Cameron Indoor, his last game where they got beat, um, that oh well, he 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 he's, there's a legit chance that he comes back and coach. No, he's not. Stop it. After 50 years, you think the last thing Coach K want to do is go through this whole thing to then be like, you know what? Just kidding. I'm coming back. This is not Tom Brady we're talking about. We're talking about Mike Krzyzewski. He's not coming back. I call I, and it isn't, this is this
2: And this isn't football either. It's not like, you know, just because you went to the Final Four one year, that doesn't guarantee you a, uh, another trip the next year. Like, you're probably going to lose more than half those players that you got because – You know, they were highly touted going in, they're going pro and you have to redo this with another team like college basketball doesn't work that way.
0: (laughs) I would imagine it would be just emotionally and mentally exhausting to go through a farewell tour. And then at the end of that, to sit there and
3: be like, oh, I'm going to come back and we're going to do it all over again next year. I couldn't imagine wanting to do that. And your hand picked guy, John Shire, shout out to John Shire, Chicago Linear guy. Um, then been, you've been learning from him. Hey, John, when I'm gone, this is what you need to do. John's been doing these recruiting trips, recruiting mm-hmm. visits already for the last year. Like, hey, I'm going to be the new head coach at Duke. And to say, ah, just playing, bro. So- That'd be
2: funny. I mean, that, that happened on uh, the HBO show Succession. <laughs> the old man was like, no, nah, I think I'm going to come back for the next 10 years. What?
3: <laughs> at, Co- at Coach K's age, Doug, like wh- yeah, what would make you think he would... Dude, him and his wife walked out of that arena. The no look on his face said, "Ah, yeah, I want to keep doing this shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, mm. a while I would love to do my That's Coach good analysis K. right there. <laughs> as much as uh, what that was uh what um, the the Christmas buddy cop movie with Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Uh Lethal Weapon. The Lethal Weapon where uh Danny Glover says I'm too old for this shit, Riggs. <laughs> like uh Like um I I just don't think he's gonna do anymore. Like I would love to keep doing my Coach K impersonation, but like at some point he has to call it quits.
0: You're not bad. how how are how are you doing the Coach K impersonation? Where are you? What are you drawing from? Are you just that good at imitating Coach K, or is there like a, a teacher or a basketball coach from your past that you're channeling to do that? Like,
3: no, not bad. I, one I'm pretty good at per- impersonations, and like I've heard okay. them often enough. I live in Chicago, so I I know the uh, different accents to draw from, and so you okay. you you listen often up and, uh our student athletes? We feel are the most elite in college basketball. It's pretty good. Thank you. If Coach K is there, what's
0: Coach K's reaction to the Jay Williams suggestion that he might unretire?
2: There are no black people in here. <laughs>
0: no. no. Tony, it's not your turn, and that doesn't really apply.
3: We can't do Richard Williams for a while. I think I think Will made it possible. I think Will has canceled Richard Williams impersonation for a while. Um, Coach K's response to Jay Williams. Yeah. Well, I love Jay, but I don't think at this time we our student athletes deserve to have (laughs) a coach that is going to be dedicated day in and day out, and that is John Shire. The key to the,
0: your key phrase there, is student athletes. You keep trying to work back hard oh, because yes. that's where that's where it, that's where it really that,
3: comes lo- through. But no, but you got to listen. He loves saying that. That's his favorite term. <laughs> oh. oh, student athletes,
2: that a Oh, yeah, You got to keep that narrative going. You got to keep that you narrative do. going. These <laughs> are <this laughs> <is> the professional. <laughs> yes, these professional. Yeah, these are
3: student athletes. These are our student athletes. <laughs> yes. Just like hope Rich Williams, key phrase is "black people." <laughs> Coach K, is yeah. student athletes. Yeah, you gotta say
2: that for every impression, there's a phrase that triggers it mm-hmm. for the person that's doing yeah. the impression. So, like whatever it is, is that's that's what gets you. It's like the lawnmower where you just pull the string and yeah, it's like, oh, student athlete. All right, now we back yeah. into it. <laughs>
0: My so key like is Coach always K, K. talking
3: about NIL or one and done
0: my key is always referring to myself in third person, so you know who it is. That Jay Williams report is nonsense. This is Coach K. <laughs> then, you <know. laughs> then you can tell. This is Coach yes. K. I'm Coach K. Come on, I'm Coach K. Uh, oh I'm calling God. bullshit Russ on Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski of the Tampa Bay Bucks, or actually of nowhere right now because he's a free agent, uh, tells TMZ Sports that he is undecided on playing this season. Gronk is 32 years old. Um, on one hand, I'm like, what's he going to do? He's not. I don't think Gronk is going to go to law school now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: On the other hand, he might be able to just make a living off partying. But the the part that I'm calling bullshit on is that it's up to him. There, this is 100% going to be decided by Tom Brady, not by Rob Gronkowski. He's got to check with Daddy to see whether he's playing. Oh, my should. God.
3: See, I can't. <laughs> All right.
2: I mean, kudos to him. I mean. He enjoys playing football with Tom Brady. They have this unspoken, you know, way they play football on the field that hasn't been matched by any pairing, quarterback-receiver pairing uh, in the league. Um, And he doesn't want to play football with anybody else. And if he has that choice, it's like, hey, I want to play football the way I want to play football and the way I like to play football. And if you have that opportunity, you have that choice. You know, that's that's it just shows how good he is because anybody will take him right now because he's still good at football, even though this is like a lesser version of Gronk. He's still really good. Uh, He's still better than anything you've seen play for the Bears at that position in a
0: long time. He had in 12 games last year, Gronk had 55 catches for 802 yards and six touchdowns. I I think all Tom Brady has to do is text him what they he needs to report and he's going to be there.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean they don't he doesn't need training camp. He will work himself back in shape. He's not, you know, a thousand yard receiving tight end anymore. But when you need him, I mean, when you need him and Tom Brady wants to throw to him, he's catching the ball. Like is you can't stop that like at all. Like there's nothing you can know it's coming and you're not gonna stop it. So, you know, if if he wants to keep that going and he still enjoys playing the game, why not?
0: I, Russ, I just love the idea of Gronk pursuing other interests, as though he has any besides, like maybe
3: wrestling and drinking. I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I, I want to give Gronk a little bit more credit than that. Like,
1: you think yeah, he's doing oil he do things he, All right,
3: now you're You think he'll be? You think he'll be doing he's some clear. reading? I think people like Rob Gronkowski, and when mm-hmm. it comes to what you do after your sports career as an athlete. That's all that matters. Do people like you? And oh, do people right. want to pay you money to do things? Yes. I think they want to do that for him.
0: And they, they want of, to pay him money to host party boats. He could he could make a living
2: doing that. Done. Easy. You know, it's that's <laughs> you know, he's only lived off his endorsement money. He hasn't even touched his NFL money his entire career. Like he's a fairly smart guy. You know? Um There you go. Speaking of which, yeah, Jason. That was that was funny. Remember when the Gronk boat happened? And it took the world by storm. I, I wish Warts Adjacent was around when that was going on. One of us, I mean, Russ, you would have pulled up to that, right?
3: Oh, the Gronk boat? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would have been, <laughs> been there. I would have been there. I would have at least gone 15 minutes. He was going on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, Grab a little drink, I mean, say hello to some people, shake some hands, kiss some babies. But that's how that's, I would have been 15 minutes in and out.
2: Man. I don't know if this what is going am- in. I may have to bleep this out. You no know elevator music. <laughs> but ah. yeah. That's
3: a
0: proud, <laughs> proud ah. moment. Proud moment for the family.
3: <laughs> proud. Pop. Tony,
0: what are you gonna
2: call bullshit on? Uh yes. I am calling. Yes, I've been waiting all day for this and uh, I'm calling bullshit on one actress, Paula Patton. If you guys did not know... Paula Patton. I don't know if she's going to be lovely after this. Um, (laughs) um, If you guys aren't aware, Paula Patton uh, went to her Instagram uh, to show off her cooking skill. Um, You know, that's the hot thing now. (laughs) That's the hot thing now of celebrities is showing that they are just normal people you know, doing what normal people do and cooking up meals. Okay. Uh, And this is a, now you're gonna have to stick with me uh, on this, but I'm telling you, you're gonna enjoy it. Uh, This is uh, the video and there's audio. She's explaining everything that she's doing. So um, here we go with the first clip.
4: Into a Ziploc bag and you start our batches. So we just put in a whole bunch of chicken. Not too much, so it coats it. And you start to like, move it around. Okay, cause you gotta coat that chicken with the flour. And that is step two. So, we now have 138 chicken wings, which is about, what was that? 16 pounds of chicken. So we're gonna have a moment to bless these chickens. Thank you for your life. I'm sorry. We had to take it. You're so yummy. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So that is the end. I've got all of them in here. This is for Julian's school and we're going to put a lot of love into these (laughs) chickens.
2: Okay. So she's making fried chicken, fried chicken wings. Yes. Fried chicken wings. And at first I thought it was a bit, but I saw how much chicken she was making
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and I was like, okay, no, she's actually trying to cook this chicken. How can I, it, it, it hurts my soul watching her do this. She's coating the chicken in just flour. Yeah. No seasonings. It
0: needs to be uh, seasoning. And I think usually egg is involved in this, like an egg just, wash. Just flour. What is she doing? Why is she doing this? This isn't a TV show. She's just doing this for no, fun. She's she just wants the it. world to see she's how she cooking. cooks.
1: This Apparently, is this is for
0: her, for her son's class. Yeah, but so why is this being documented, though? This is not a TV show on the Food
2: Network. This is just because she, this is what celebrities she, do. They You need to see yeah. everything they're doing. She wanted to show her mom's super secret recipe on how to cook fried chicken. That was a good reason. It's a secret. And it's, 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 a, it's about to come up, Russ. Here we go. Three
4: ingredients that I use for seasoning these fried chicken. My mother's recipe, I have to. So it says Lari seasoning salt, very important. Pepper, organic pepper. Paprika, organic. I try to do organic when I can. And if you can't, no big deal. We just do the best that we can. All right. So I put, I start to dust it with the Lari salt, right? Each chicken gets enough, maybe a little too much because I like it a little salty. All okay, right, each chicken, get a nice little dose of pepper and we give it some paprika. All right, we're we'll ready to the next step now. Look, that's a good color. Because I'll probably flip it again because I want this side to get all of the, the spices that the other side got, right? So I'm gonna flip it. Awesome. It, all right, so now we repeat. Okay, so these chickens are ready to go. Look at, they look pretty, they're brown, they got a little crispiness on it. And now, okay, I should have shown you I know, put down some paper towels to soak, up, to soak up the grease. Nice.
0: It looks very that's salty. Okay, that's
4: perfect. And that's 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 that comes. The chicken that I get
0: to eat <laughs> and taste, oh, it's going pretty hot. Back. Oh, don't eat that. Oh, oh don't. Oh, <laughs> no. It's probably cold inside.
2: Yeah. Mm. No, not in. Oh. She seasons the chicken in the grease
0: as it's frying. It also looked extremely salty, like very seasoned.
2: Yeah. And then ate it when it was pink on the inside. Okay. What are we doing? Yeah,
0: what she needs that? to get a thermometer to be able to tell if that's done. There you go, Jason. There we go.
3: <laughs> and and so here's my thing. Tony, I get on this podcast at least once every week, maybe every other week, and I say we have to stop asking famous people <laughs> things. That's your catchphrase. She's going to she gonna give her son full school salmonella because she didn't check the temperature of that damn chicken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it looked good. It looked okay no 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 before she cut into it no 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 it looked like kind of golden brown on the outside but
3: oh yeah it was golden brown all that paprika and Lowry's that she put on that joint is she okay okay. Okay. because when she cut that open it
2: was really pink is she all right did she get sick so she saw the backlash that she was getting from uh the community on the socials uh, about the way she cooks her fried chicken and here is her response
4: hi everyone how you guys doing out there so i'm in mexico <laughs> with my son and um and we're out here anyways and um i woke up and then people were like Did you see on instagram and and tiktok and twitter they're talking about the way you fried chicken i was like oh no what yeah. um that's okay. I just wanted to respond and say, listen, Uh, I get it. It might look crazy. It is the way we do it. My mom taught me. It is my mom's recipe. I do believe in washing the chicken. And maybe the way the video was edited, it looks like I don't wash it long enough, but I definitely do because I feed it to my son. That's not the problem. And I fit it to his whole school. That batch I made, I made it for his school. Um, But anyways, it's all good because everybody's got their own way of making things. And I'll take suggestions. I make a new kind of fried chicken. But I'm going to always make my mom's chicken the way that she did it we put the seasoning in the in the oil and all that it's just the way we do it but that's all good i just wanted to send everybody love i appreciate the comments and and the room for improvement and to know that this is just the old family recipe that's how we do it um but it's all good so i hope you all have a wonderful tuesday sending you all love Bye.
2: That's what I'm calling oh. bullshit on this week. You Come took us now. through a lot of Paula
0: Patton there, Tone. That was a lot of Paula I Patton. I will
3: say, Paula Patton, even through all of that, still gorgeous. And yeah. honestly, the real flex was her saying, yo, yo I'm, in Mexico. Comments. I'm in Mexico. Right. I'm in Mexico. Right. Well. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: Sorry if you can't hear me over the beach in the background. Right. Um, one, if that is how she grew up eating chicken, then her stomach must be indestructible. She must be able to eat anything like a goat uh, 2 I I'm sure her mom's a nice lady, but Paula Patton might want to um, use someone else's mom's family recipe. Oh, yeah, definitely. What exactly are you calling bullshit on, though, Tone? Like, she's a bad cook. So okay. what? like,
2: what's the bullshit? Yeah, please don't post on social media. OK, I like you can cook. You can, obviously cannot. Please do not. Sp- right. This is this is spreading. Mis- we talk about the spread of misinformation in today's age really? this, is going there this. this is misinformation this is misinformation do not my thing. tell people this is how you cook chicken
3: paula patton's been a, a successful actress for a long time uh, uh, an electric thermometer costs a good one 30 bucks <laughs> easy please
0: 75 maybe but i'm sure she can afford it still go save
3: your family paula save your family
0: it doesn't bother her rush she's been eating that
3: pink cold chicken all her life apparently Dog, no, there's somebody who was at her parents <laughs> <laughs> and saw that it was like, I see this why I tell my kids don't go to nobody's How to Eat
1: because I don't know what <laughs>
3: you're gonna really do to this
0: damn chicken. <laughs> That's the part of the video I didn't of the uh the response video that was that uh got me where she's defiantly being like I serve this to children tons of them
3: tons <laughs> of children hundreds of kids I gave this under to a lot of kids ha. <laughs> having their stomachs pumped at the ER <laughs> All right Paula
0: Patton you've uh, had bullshit called on you uh I call bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles proud sponsor of our show you need the sheets chicken. They do not sponsor that chicken no and uh, even as amazing as their sheets are, you if you eat that chicken, you will have a fitful night of sleep because of what's happening on your insides, regardless of what you put on the bed. But if you don't eat undercooked chicken and you get sheets and giggles, you'll have a great night's sleep. So go to sheetsgiggles.com slash S.A. They will automatically apply the 23 percent discount if you go to that to that specific landing page and you can get anything you need there with uh, with uh, great eucalyptus material and a great discount at 23% off. Russ, would you like to hear the news we didn't get to today?
3: Yes, please.
0: Colin Kaepernick still trying to make it to the NFL after missing five full seasons. How much money do you think he's lost, by the way, in five full seasons? You saw Andy Dalton, I think. <sighs> Just got six or eight million. Uh, what, what do you think Colin Kaepernick has lost in what would be close enough to his athletic prime that I think, you know, had it just been about football, he probably would have been on a team for the last
3: five years? For where he was at and for the brothers that have made money since, easily 100, mm. maybe more than that. I'm thinking a minimum
0: of like $5 million a year. He'd make $25 million, minimum, bare Correct. minimum. Uh, well, he threw at Michigan's spring game Saturday. Jim Harbaugh is their coach, and that was his coach in San Francisco. Uh, threw for about 15 minutes with undrafted free agents and retired players. And a lot of teams in the league could use an upgrade at backup quarterback. I don't think we're going to be in that situation with COVID like last year where it's like every team needs to have a fourth quarterback or something like that but there are definitely teams that could use a better backup quarterback the thing is though is like I I feel like uh Kaepernick at 34 it's he looks good in these videos that we see it's really hard for me to imagine somebody who's 34 and has been out of the
3: league for five years can still be good well that's now the convenient excuse right like back when he yeah was but first, I actually believe like- it well no, I don't I, I get you, but it's the convenient excuse now. Like you could say, oh well he's thirty four and like oh he hasn't played in the league in a long time. Like there are guys out there who have played football since. Like, oh, which is convenient now. Um I it might be true, but at the same time it's like Hey, two years after he was done playing, what what was the excuse? And so um, I mean, hey, it sucks. I I, I he doesn't want to lower his standard to play in like XFL, USFL, the fan football league. Cool. Like I'm I'm all for that. But like, yeah, I I am I'm, I'm disappointed because I think that dream of seeing him in, in uh in the NFL again is is done.
2: Man, I ain't trying to hear none of that, man. There's a lot of these dudes that ain't played a game of football that are I r- routine backups, acting like, oh, he's been in the league. He that he ain't through one pass in four years, same as Colin Kaepernick
3: on a on a pro Chase level. Chase Daniel has started five games in his career. <laughs> dude, yeah.
0: man, no, there, is, yeah, right. there are a lot of guys, a lot of backups that haven't yeah. really played. And if that's
3: a bad.
2: dude is is constantly working out, who has been elite at the at the you know at the pro level, who hasn't stopped working out, like man, these dudes out They be trying to get bagging groceries. Hey, you want to come back? Uh, you want to come back? Like, no, man, (laughs) I can't get out of my face with that. He should have, he is still athletic enough at least, at least to hold a clipboard for some teams because he's had success. Even for, look, all the quarterbacks are playing his style. All the quarterbacks now are are,
1: are
2: sons of Colin Kaepernick. Who was working out with Colin Kaepernick this year? The Bears starting quarterback and other quarterbacks. They're working out with Colin Kaepernick. Like, Come on now. Like, yes, he should, he can be in the in He's one of the top, what, 64 people that can throw a pass. That's a lie right now.
0: I definitely would have thought that within the first few years where he was exiled. I, it's, it's hard for me to believe that five full seasons removed. I really thought this was going to happen for him in 2020 because 2020 was the year where basically the entire NFL came around to his side. You have Roderick Cadell giving what looks like a hostage video saying basically like Colin Kaepernick was right. And you don't have one team out of 32 offer him a spot or at least bring him into camp on the depth chart or something like that. Russ, when you say this is the convenient excuse now, the convenient excuse then for teams that didn't want to say what the real reason was, uh, the convenient excuse in say like 2018, like two years removed, was that he wasn't that good in 2016. In his last season. Yeah. And sure, he wasn't great. He wasn't the best player in the league, the best quarterback in the league. But Colin Kaepernick in 2016, 16 touchdown passes, four interceptions, a 90.7 passer rating. 90.7 is not great. But let me tell you what the Bears have had the last three seasons Justin Fields, 73.2. Andy Dalton, 76.9. Nick Foles, 80.8. Mitch Trubisky, at 93.5 in, in 2020. That's like parade-worthy for the Bears. And then Mitch Trubisky in 2019, 83.0. The Bears have had one guy in the last three seasons that has been able to have post a higher quarterback uh, passer rating than Colin Kaepernick had
3: in his last season. Dude had a 4-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio, yeah. and there's there are absolute bums <laughs> lacing it up on Sunday for some of these teams. It's, it's ridiculous. Mike Lennon. Legend at the bank.
0: Russ, when people are listening to this on Thursday morning, they'll be doing so uh, right before – if you're one of those people that gets it really early, you know, you get up at like 5 or 6 in the morning. Cheryl Dorsey. First first thing you do is listen to Sports Adjacent <laughs> to see what horrible things your son has said this week. Correct. Uh, or whatever. Or for whatever reasons. Uh, you'll be doing that right before the start of the Masters. And uh, Tiger Woods has said – I hope this doesn't change between our recording and release, but Tiger Woods has said he's going to play. Tease off Thursday around uh, – 9.30 in the morning.
3: I'm excited. I like. I don't think there should be an expectation on Tiger. I just think after that horrific accident, the fact that, one, he's still with us. Two, he has all his limbs is a miracle in and of itself. And then, you know, the fact that he can still hit a golf ball to what he feels like to a, a solid level. But, you know, the thing being just walking up and down the course um, yeah. is the thing that he feels might hinder him, like, it's incredible. And, and I'm, like, I'm just for him personally to say, I continue to accomplish this. Like I can go out there and I can compete. In the
0: Tony, what, how do you, what's your like number one emotion you associate with Tiger Woods for you as a viewer, for me, it, when I see Tiger Woods, it makes me sad.
2: What about you? Uh, Wild boy. Okay, all right. That's not it. not an emotion. <laughs> that's not first off what I think about Tiger Woods.
0: Well, I, Tiger Woods, the story of Tiger Woods, always the first reaction I have to it is that it Wild makes boy. me sad. It makes me sad <laughs> mm-hmm. because I feel like we in the media were part of what ruined this guy, that this was this great talent, and he got all this backlash for something that, I, what crime did he commit at that time? I mean, you're talking about mm-hmm. something that, celebrities of all kinds is just commonplace for them and like why do we why do we need so badly for Tiger Woods to be you know pure and honorable family man and just because he's running around as you say being a wild boy like why do we well I hate that his career fell apart at that point pretty much I know he's won since but Tiger when I think of Tiger Woods I just I think of like how it could have been so much more and now he's got now he's got health issues that's a different thing that that's something he's not gonna be able to overcome
2: yeah uh I mean the you know the SWAT team practices that he was doing unnecessarily the Navy SEALs yeah Navy SEALs was uh contributing factor to his injuries um but in terms of like the media I feel like I feel like it was certain media right like golf has a community and it is not the community that I often reference to it's a community. Um, and they, that community seemed to have turned their back during that time and uh, on uh, a tiger. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, was it 30 for 30? 30 it was a, a yeah. HBO doc. I, I can't remember. I, was HBO. I think it was the
3: HBO doc. Yeah.
2: yeah um, that, you know, the, the, the leaders of the golfing world Uh, were, you know, talking about him in ways that were like, wow, like he cheated on his wife. Like, so what? But that community turned its back on Tiger. His norm, a place that he found comfort and solace in um, a place where he superseded race to a certain degree until he made a mistake. And then they showed you real quick what they thought about you like that hurt him more than anything that the general media thought you know about it and he sold it a little bit in, you know in terms of the image that you know he wanted to sell but i think it was created for him versus i think he just going to play golf and, and be a wild boy and live his life as a superstar like if he was that from the jump i don't think there'd be any issues because it's like hey i'm a wild boy it's what i do but i'm dope at this <laughs> so um I, I think that was more of the issue than anything that I think that the us like for example like I didn't know anybody at the crib that when we talk about Tiger Woods thought Tiger was you know a horrible person
3: like he was a wild his hey he, he good, good buddy that was guy. there him in the clubs was also
2: a wild boy and he don't get the, yeah. the tiger
3: guy.
2: yeah Jeter and Jordan both wild oh. boys I'll be rooting for him
0: I want to see him do well I want to see him compete I hope he's in the mix I hope he's healthy enough to get to Sunday. He won it three years ago, but to me as, as someone who's not a big golf fan, Tiger Woods is one of the things that will get my attention. If Tiger Woods is playing in this tournament, if he's making it to, if he makes the cut and he's in reach at all on Sunday, I'm going to want to, I'm going to, I'm going to want to tune in and see that Um, Russ on a lighter note from the masters last year's winner, Hideki Matsuyama, got to choose the menu this is tradition at the man, at the at the masters got to choose the menu for the champions dinner this week would you like to hear what they'll be eating in honor of Hideki Matsuyama
3: at his choice at his choosing i'm going to pretend that i didn't hear it even though i heard it and talked about it on my show earlier today but yes continue all right then i'll just tell tony
0: now tony you won't know what any of these words mean uh, the appetizer is going to be an assortment of sushi sashimi nigiri and nigiri and yakitori chicken skewers and Excellent. then they'll be having
3: Love the yakitori.
0: They'll be having miso glazed black cod with, I believe it's pronounced dashi broth, and Miyazaki wagyu wagyu ribeye with mushrooms and veggies. Now that that steak, just the meat alone, is like a hundred dollars for a sixteen ounce cut. Let alone what you might pay at a restaurant for somebody to prepare it. And then for dessert, a lovely Japanese strawberry shortcake.
2: That sounds amazing. No, where's all money Jesus. coming from?
3: Man, Masters, this is, this is crazy. Master, Augusta National is one of the nicest courses in the world, Tony. Yeah, they'll never let me in. Oh, <laughs> well, I wouldn't let you into my uh, country club either, Tony. If we're gonna keep it a buck, but I think we're in there together on that one, guys. I mean, I probably have a better shot, but yeah, you're probably we're probably both on the <laughs> outside looking in.
2: Nathan, <laughs> you. you gonna hook it up? You gonna hook it up, Jay?
0: Oh, you're you're asking me.
3: Yeah, he's also the outside looking so, in. So, okay, <laughs> so you're saying just
0: make a phone call to the other whites.
2: <laughs> yeah, your your boys, yeah. you know, sure. your folks. Whoever runs, whoever runs Augusta,
0: <laughs> my, they're probably my cousin or something, right? <laughs> we all know each other.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, y'all look alike. You know, you know how it is. No, well, Tony, I,
0: what would I, you, uh, <laughs> what what would you, uh, what what would you yell as you ran into Augusta for the first
2: time? <sighs> I look around at the beautiful greenery, the uh, $10,000 worth of food, um, the, uh, you know, 100,000 to a million dollar sports cars in the parking lot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. take like a nice smell and just say, um, "I don't black like people in here. <laughs> Oh, never mind. I see him. He's the back. I see him in the uniform. What
1: all up, right.
3: That's all right, buddy. That's enough. That's enough from you, sir. Jason, get Tony, us out you of
0: would here. See, you would see Tiger Woods there. He'd be playing. He's playing in the
2: tournament on Thursday. Well, like, hello, brother.
3: <laughs> For shizzle. Jason.
0: Please continue. Russ, uh, a couple things from the Grammys. I don't know if you watched the Grammy Awards, but I did. Uh,
3: Olivia,
0: Olivia Rodrigo won three Grammys. Cool. It's a nice night. I think she's like 19 years old. That's a nice night. Uh, but apparently, three is too many to hold in your hands because she dropped one on her way out and it broke in half. Also, uh, Levar Burton was introducing a comedian at the Grammys. Nate. Bargessi. I don't know if you've ever heard of Nate Bargetsy. He's very funny. I'm a, a, a tough grader when it comes to comedians. I have a Same. very high standard of what I think is funny. And Nate Bargetsy is funny. Uh, LeVar Burton introduced him by saying, quote, I want to warn you all that our next presenter is a comedian. <laughs> Remain in your seats and keep your hands to yourself. Funny. It's a good joke. And Nate Bargetsy comes out wearing a motorcycle helmet and he says, quote, They say comedians have to wear these now at award shows during the joke parts. (laughs) It's
1: a good
2: joke. Those are solid jokes. Yes. Yes. Will Smith will get clowned for the remainder
3: of that award show. That's not even clowning anybody. Like, look, we all know what happened. Those are funny jokes, harmless, didn't hurt anybody. It's literally and and figuratively.
0: It speaks to the point that Tony has, uh, uh, I've, I've lamented this with Tony, is that like, We just can't have jokes. Can't be jokes anymore. We can't have these spaces where these comedians can just do what their gift is and be funny without everybody getting looking a lot of times to be offended by whatever it is. And finally, Russ, I need to let you know about a product called the Licky Brush. That's L-I-C-K-I. You look like you already know about
3: this. Do you know about the wiki Yo, No, Tony's the one with the big eyes on this. Like, he's got it really excited. Yo. Uh, But this is a product if you have a pet cat.
0: Again, I'm saying literally. You guys are making all these faces. I'm talking in the strictest dictionary sense of all of these words. Uh, They have a commercial. Their their commercial starts with, uh, have you ever wanted to lick your cat? Well, now you can (laughs) without the hairballs. So the licky brush is basically like a device that you put in your mouth. You can-
3: <laughs> Come on now. Come on, stop it.
0: But you got to pick and it has a tongue that comes out that has like spikes on it and you can lick your cat with this thing and kind of that's part Jason, of grooming.
3: Jason. <laughs> I'm Jason, where did you find this? I'm
0: driving, Let me see if I can find a picture of it for you, the no. licky brush. <laughs> Jason, it's a real thing. Uh, here, said. look, I'll show it to you, Russ. Here you go. This is what it looks like. Can you guys see? So these people will put this in their mouth. Jason, people
3: aren't licking their cats.
0: Well, they, I think they might be, Russ, because, uh, again, the, the commercial continues, and it says, uh, cats groom each other as a form of social bonding. As a human, you're left out of this intimate ritual. So you picture, like, a pacifier that has a, like, you know, like a baby would use, but coming out of it is like a tongue with some little spikes on it to groom your cat. And instead of, like, doing it, you know, with a a brush or something, you would do it in a licking motion.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know what's weirder about this as I look through it. The, uh, I I went through some reviews. I don't know if, there we go. Tony's put a picture of it up there. Thanks, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. I went. I was looking at this. And by the way, this is uh, twenty five dollars on Amazon. So, if you're interested, if either of you ever ends up getting a pet cat, I don't have a cat. Uh, I was looking through the reviews on this. and I don't know what I enjoyed more the the one star reviews or the five star reviews. I'd like to read a couple of these to you, Russ. We'll start with the one star reviews, okay? Yeah. All right. You look riveted. Eric B. writes uh, to think people. This is a one star review for the Licky Brush. To think people actually buy this thing is crazy, but the really funny slash up part is it took a sick mind to actually design and manufacture this animal-violating thing. Uh, a user named Catface writes, my cats prefer them... <laughs> my cats prefer when I lick them without the device. I've been licking my cats for years. No need for fancy contraptions.
3: Um, Jason... Ben R. I, tell this, writes, so I
0: if you have licked or are currently licking your cat, you are a freak. I bought this for my girlfriend as a gag gift, expecting it to be thrown away. She used it. I left her.
3: Yes, Rose? I usually reserve this uh, statement for Tony, but I'm going to tell okay. you because you deserve it now. Okay. My mom listens to this podcast and also your mom <laughs> listens to this podcast. And, uh, you this is something you
0: buy shy. if you have a pet cat, Russ. You can buy this at Petco. Uh, in fact, in, in, here's a very practical review from Vince D. He writes, uh, as a comment, the most ridiculous toy ever. First of all, it's not practical. Your jaw will get tight and sore very fast, and it is not effective. You will not be able to do a good job with your mouth. Those are all the one-star reviews. Would you like to hear any of the five-star reviews? I don't. I'll take that as a yes. Felix M. writes, Awesome. My my wife loves when I use this. <laughs> <laughs> Gary M. writes, Bought this as a gag gift for my wife. She refused to use it. You'd think
2: everyone would want to lick their cat. Is this a... It's a dry piece of rubber. Yeah, that's
0: right. This is another five-star review. Brian S. writes, I bought this for my sister and she loves it. Oh, the entertainment our family had watching her lick her cats. It's something I just can't put into words right now. Watching the cat's reaction and the sounds the cats made is priceless. My sister said the experience would have been even more enjoyable had the cat licky come in a variety of mouthpiece flavors like chocolate or strawberry. She may have licked even longer.
1: Jason,
3: I came on this podcast and told you how upset <laughs> I was with people letting dogs lick them in the mouth. Yeah, and you talk about lazy. this product where people lick cats. That's Well,
0: they use today, the, right? the the licky tongue to lick cats. They don't actually lick yeah, the cat.
3: That, that I think that's more than enough from you today, sir.
0: It's an apparatus so that they don't thank, have to. Thank lick
3: you, them. thank again, you, it Jason. Says,
0: It says in the commercial, Russ, as a human, you're Mm -hmm. left out of this intimate ritual. Could be a new sponsor for us.
3: Good. No, no, no. No. I I think think we'll be fine. We have enough good sponsors, which I'll talk about now that you're done. I'll put in a call.
0: Um, I'll put in a call. We got room for Licky Brush. We got room. (laughs) We don't. Tony's on here with his Sheets and Giggles uh, eye mask. I'm sure (laughs) he'll come on here with a Licky
3: Brush. Tony, I'm going to tell you right now, your check not coming in if you do. Well, that's how he gets. Can I, can I thank the listeners, Jason, and get us out of here, please?
0: <laughs> uh, as long as I'm done with the yeah, that's all the linky reviews
3: I have. Yeah, go ahead. I like to thank everybody who remained after that um, foolishness by Jason Leisure. Uh, I don't advocate licking cats in that sense. Russ, you're not listening. Um, this, they don't lick the cats. This I don't, is so they don't. Jason, Jason's a I'm device. Just, Jason, it's Jason an apparatus. I don't care about the apparatus. You use it. Brush, it you're not literally licking the cat, Russ. Jason, I don't care. The
0: apparatus licks the cat for weird. It's you. Weird. It's so, it's so weird. simple.
3: It's so weird. <laughs> I'd like to thank everybody that listened to Sports of Jason this week. Uh,
1: geez,
0: Jesus it's a Christ. decent idea it's they like, were on Shark Tank they were on Shark Tank hey,
3: I, I don't think Mr. Wonderful uh, invested in that I don't there. think he did either um, I'd like to think <laughs> I have lovely sponsors Sheets and Giggles as always go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA to get 23% off your next order at sheetsgiggles.com Lovely sheets. We all have them on our beds. You will not regret it. We are also happy to bring on our new sponsor, Connect Roasters, uh, into the Sports Adjacent Family Use promo code Adjacent23 to get 23% off your next order of $30 or more at ConnectRoasters.com. Local Chicago brand, we are very happy to partner with them. They give back to the community and we're really, really happy to work with them. As always, make sure you're listening to the podcast each week, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you find your audio content. Make sure you're downloading, leaving five stars, leaving uh, reviews. We will read those reviews on air. Um, tell all your friends about the podcast. Gentlemen, before we let the fine folks go, anything else? Tony, when he's saying he's telling people about Sheets and Giggles,
0: he's saying, get the Sheets. You hmm. won't regret it. Mm -hmm. Like you, we had to, we had to yell at you to get you to open the box. They sent you.
2: Mm -hmm. That's how much I value them.
0: Yeah. They sent you for free. They sent you free sheets Mm -hmm. that you could try out so that you'd be Mm -hmm. able to talk authentically about them. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to put these into storage until I'm married. Mm -hmm. And Russ and I both lit you up for it. Mm -hmm. And now you, now, now's the part where you thank us for that. I think.
2: Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys. It feels like somebody is uh, using a licky brush. All over my body,
3: essentially. No, it does not. That's no, it what it feels like. You know. <laughs> I know where we're going, but uh I think that's a good time to call All it over your like, body. It's a good time to call it quits. Um <laughs> that's gonna do it for sports adjacent. We will catch you guys next week.
2: Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms.
1: I'm very much adjacent.
3: For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.